0: New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Reach your full potential. Reach your full potential. Small win, small win, small win. Keep your momentum going. The Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. And each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea To help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. Hey guys, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren, and it is a beautiful morning here. And I am back doing book notes. It's been a very long time since I've done book notes with you guys. And so I'm doing The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, one of my favorite books. I reference it over and over in things that I do here, coaching my financial advisors. I reference it in the podcast episodes, and I'm excited to bring it to you this morning. And uh, this was my second pass through this book. And this book is awesome. It's really, really well written. It is concise. It's got a huge, relevant, practical analysis of how we're going to discover, how we're going to figure out our one thing. And it's packed with a lot of really big ideas. I would encourage you on this one not to get the Audible or the Kindle version, but instead get the paperback version to where you can make your own notes. And I think you're going to be able to retain this a lot better and learn a lot more from it. And we're just going to scratch the surface today. As you know, you can only cram so much into a podcast episode, but I wanted to go back through and highlight the most relevant notes for you guys. And before we kick things off, I would say that if you've enjoyed the podcast episodes, Head on over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating and a review. That's how the people over there at Apple rate these podcasts, and that's what's going to keep this thing going on into the future. And so let's go ahead and dive in here. And the first thing that I want to mention to you guys is one of my favorite ideas when it comes to gaining powerful momentum going forward, and that is the domino effect. I got this idea straight from this book. I talk about it with my financial advisors that I'm coaching all the time, when the one thing the right thing is set in motion. It can topple over many things. And so the book goes on to say that Lauren Whitehead wrote in the American Journal of Physics that he had discovered back in the 80s that a domino that falls could not only topple many things, but they could topple bigger things. And he described how a single domino is capable of bringing down another domino that is actually 50% larger So picture this, guys. A domino can knock over another domino that's 50% bigger. And in the book, they talk about the fact that the resulting growth or the resulting forward momentum on that is extremely powerful. And if you start with a 2-inch domino, the 10th domino would be about 6 feet tall. So picture this momentum, this tiny little domino, 2-inch domino. It's not very big, right? As you start knocking over dominoes that are 50% larger, the 10th domino would be about 6 foot tall. And believe it or not, as Brian Johnson talks about, the 31st domino is going to be taller than Mount Everest. And the 57th domino would get you nearly all the way to the moon. So think about that momentum and that growth going forward, all from a tiny little domino. And it's just knocking over dominoes that are 50% larger. And so what's the point to this is we want to line up our events of the one thing, the thing that we're trying to get toward. And we want to focus all of our energy on knocking over the very next one, knowing that if we do that, we'll be generating a ton of momentum that's going to help us knock over larger and larger dominoes. And another great quote in the book that Gary gives, he says, the key is over time. Success is built sequentially. It's one thing at a time. Normally, we take goals, and we start from where we are today, and we start trying to figure out what the next step is that that is going to lead us to that largest domino, that Mount Everest domino, so to speak. And we start with where we are now, and we say the next thing I need to do is this, and the next thing I need to do is this, and the next thing I need to do is this, and then eventually I'll get to that Mount Everest domino. And one thing I want to encourage you guys with is to start from the back, start at Mount Everest and say, if that is the thing that I'm really trying to get to, what is the thing right before that, that I've got to do, that's going to get me to Mount Everest? And what is the thing that's right before that, that I'm going to do, that's going to get me to that next to the last domino? And what this does guys, is I've done this exercise many times and I've taken my advisors through this, is that it requires you to stop and think about not going in a sequential order forward, but yet going in a sequential order backwards. And it really makes you stop and pause to figure out what is it that I'm going to do in the future? Where do I want to go? And what is the domino right before that that I've got to do? Because without thinking about it that way, guys, we're going to continuously think about it from where I am today. Where do I need to get to to that Mount Everest domino? And we're going to think about it differently. Our brains are wired to where a lot of times it just goes on default and autopilot when we think of things in sequential order going forward. If you take the time to think about it going backwards, it's going to make you really pause. It's actually a really hard exercise, and people are really amazed at how difficult it is to think about the Mount Everest domino, quote-unquote, and then go backwards over time until you get back to the starting point of where you are now. But I promise you when you do it and you get back to the beginning, you're going to have a clear understanding of what you're trying to do, You're going to know the steps better than if you put your brain on autopilot and just try to think about the steps going forward. And it's going to make you sit and think in more intentionality about it to where you lock that in. And I'll be almost guaranteed that a higher percentage of people would keep that forward momentum going for a longer period of time if you did it that way. The next big part of the book here is talking about a to-do list and how we spend a lot of time on our to-do list and not that to-do lists are bad but it just tries to reframe our mind around to-do lists. So the book goes on to say, quote, long hours spent checking off a to-do list and ending the day with a full trash can and a clean desk are not virtuous and have nothing to do with success. Instead of a to-do list, you need a success list, a list that is purposefully created around extraordinary results. So think about it that way, guys. To-do lists tend to be long, whereas the book says success lists are short. One pulls you in all directions, and the other aims to pull you in a specific direction. One is very disorganized. The other is organized and directs you in the right path. And if a list isn't built around success, then that's not at all where it's going to take you. If your to-do list contains everything, then it's probably taking you everywhere but where you really want to go, end quote. So think about that. Have you ever checked in with yourself on to-do list versus success list, And which one do you have that you're operating on? I would say for most of us out there, myself included, it's typically always a to-do list instead of a success list. And when you hear that at first, you may be, you know, it may seem a little cliche. It may seem a little, you know, do I really have to call this a success list? I started doing this probably six or eight months ago. And it's, it's just funny how our brain works, guys. We're so just fickle as human beings and how we operate. And once I started calling it a success list instead of a to-do list, and went on and implemented the principles that I'm going to share with you here in the book, it was a game changer for me. It really was. So which do you have? Again, check in with yourself, a success list or a to-do list. And you guys have probably heard of the 80-20 principle, right? The 80-20 principle says that that a small amount of causes or inputs usually lead to a majority of results or outputs or rewards. In other words, what it says is some of our efforts are much more valuable than others. And so we've got to separate Those few things from the many, many, many things out there, all of the noise that I tell my advisors all the time, there's so much noise out there. You've got to drill down and you've got to separate all of that noise and you've got to come back to your success lists. The success list is going to be packed with everything that you need to get the job done. And you've got to look at that list and say, look, is this packed with everything that I need to get done? Or is it focused on those few things that are going to help you succeed? We'll get into time management here in just a second, but I want you guys to really think about that. A to-do list is just riddled with a bunch of boxes, and it's really hard to determine where to start. A success list is going to put the most important things up top and allow you to work on those first. That's one of the reasons I love Asana, A-S-A-N-A. Go to asana.com and start a success list there today because it's going to allow you to move, you know, it's it's a to do list basically, or you could create a to do list there, but it's going to allow you to move your tasks up and down in order of priority. It's going to allow you to assign priority to those. And then your team gets to see those in real time. So if I assign something to my right hand guy, Andy here, I get to see not only when he checked it off and when it's done, but he's also adding comments. He's adding follow-up notes. He's suspending it for a period of time. I see all of that in real time as it's happening. And then I can move his tasks up or down by areas of priority to where he's not working on stuff all day long. You know, he can't see the inside of my brain. He doesn't know what's going on. So he may start working on things thinking, gosh, Jared told me I need to get this done. He seemed really, you know, stern whenever he said it, this must be really important. And yeah, it's got to get done. So he may spend the first half of our morning or maybe even 25% of his day working on two or three things that if we had really, narrowed it down to priority or had a success list in place of areas of priority ranked from top to bottom, he would have known that those things could have waited until tomorrow and that I really wanted him to work on other things. That's the problem with staff and communication. Sometimes you can't be sitting there with them all day long when they finish something to tell them exactly what they need to go on to on the next step. And if you did that, you would be taking up so much of your time just monitoring and shadowing them. It's not going to be helpful for you. So I had tried for years to figure out a way to get a real-time updated to-do list or, quote-unquote, success list put together, and Asana gave us the answer. We love it. We use it every single day. I've got it on my mobile devices. I've got it here Go get it and create a success list today. And Gary Keller goes on to say that Pareto proves everything, that the 80-20 principle, we've got to live and die by the 80-20 principle. But here's the catch, guys. Here's the deal. He says the 80-20 principle doesn't go far enough. He encourages us to go even further and take it to almost an extreme. And what he wants us to do is go small by identifying the 20% and then go even more micro by finding the few of the vital few. So the 80-20 rule is the first line of business, but it's not the last about success. What Pareto started, we've got to finish and success requires that we follow the 80-20 principle. But as he says, we don't stop there. We've got to keep going. You can actually take 20% of the 20% of the 20% and you continue breaking that down until you get to the single most important thing. No matter the task, the mission, the goal, big or small, we've got to start with a very large list. Just start, start as big as you want, but then develop the mindset that's going to whittle your way down from there to the critical few things. And you can't stop until you end with the essential one thing. And that's what the book is all about. It's about narrowing down our focus to the one thing so that we know that we've got to find the 20% that drives the 80% of our results. So if we've got that, now can we find our 20% of the 20%? And then take it a step further, how about the 20% of that 20%? And if you do that long enough, where are you going to wind up? You're going to wind up with your one thing and that's going to make us more excellent. So, the question that I would have for you is what is your 20% that drives the 80% of your results? And then what is the 20% of that? And the 20% of that? So it's almost this same idea of the domino effect, right? You're taking these dominoes that are knocking over bigger dominoes as time goes on, but then you're going to work that backwards in your mind. You're going to start with the largest domino and work that backwards to the beginning, spending time in intentionality and thought and silence and meditation and really figuring out what is it, that, what is this thing that I'm trying to accomplish? I would encourage you as well to follow John Lee Dumas' advice and get the Freedom Journal. I bought the Freedom Journal a while back and it's 100 days to accomplishing your most important thing, your biggest thing. So if you're using this 80-20 principle and if you're also breaking that down to 20% of that and 20% of that and 20% of that and then you get back to your one thing or you're using the domino exercise of knocking these dominoes down but in a backwards order to really spend time thinking – Follow that up with the Freedom Journal. Go to thefreedomjournal.com, order it today. It's 100 days to accomplishing your greatest goal. It's got a morning check-in and an evening check-in and then all sorts of things through the day, but it focuses you so heavily on that one thing that uh, you, you almost, this may seem silly, but you almost have to try to fail at it because if you're following these things the way that they should be and you're focused on them, uh, it's going to be very hard to stop you from hitting your goals. So I just really want to encourage you guys with that this morning. And so going back to this concept of prioritizing our to-dos, we've got to know that they're not all equally important. You know, like I said, we all make to-do lists to keep track of all the things that we have to complete, but how do we decide which ones we've got to work on first? And that's going to be the hard part. Do we start with the most time-consuming things or do we get smaller tasks checked off first? Or maybe you just work through them in the order that you wrote them down. That's what most people do. They write down a, a list of things to do, and then they want to just start checking those off. Get the dopamine released in your brain as you're checking these things off. And that's, that's just not the way to handle things. And it took a long time in my life for me to realize that. But think about it. Not all items are equally important. I think we all know that. But in fact, it's likely that only a few of them, guys, are actually going to have a profound effect and that, that those things should be given the highest priority there's just a few things that are going to have the most profound effect so we have to give those the highest priority so prioritize your to-dos or your success list or your dominoes however you're coming up with this idea of what's going to motivate you but just know that on that list there are only a few things more than likely on that list that you've written down that really have the biggest impact so not only Do we have to put our priorities in the right order, but we also have to realize that there's going to be a few things that we have to work on first because we've been intentional and because we've prioritized that that are going to help us have the biggest success throughout our day. Another part of the book that I absolutely love is about asking the focusing question to help us prioritize and create tasks that are going to help us move forward with whatever it is that we're trying to accomplish. And this also goes back to prioritizing our goals. That's why I want to tie it in right here. And anyone would tell you it's great advice if we can take all of the noise out there, as I mentioned, and break those down into manageable tasks and then just starting on one and going. There's a lot of benefit to just starting. But we've got to know where we have to start first in order to be the most excellent at what we do. And sometimes, guys, as you know, that can be very difficult. Where do we start has to begin with a focusing question, and that question has to be specifically designed to help us identify both where we want to go and how we want to get started on this journey that we're on. What is the one thing that I can do such by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary? One of my favorite quotes in the book, what is the one thing that I can do such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary? unnecessary. And this question can really be asked on two levels, guys. The first on a much larger level to help us see the big picture and identify our overall goal. What is the one thing you want to do and achieve in life? So for most of us, that's going to be career goals. Or if it's a race, maybe you want to finish a certain place in the race for your for your group or your division or the overall race. But second, we've got to break this down on a more short-term level. And the focusing question. And I can't drill down on this enough, guys. The focusing question is going to provide you with a small focus, quote unquote, to prioritize your immediate options and select the most effective task to start with. And in this, you're looking for the one thing you can do right now. What is it we're going to do to start? For example, making the phone call. For example, having that tough conversation with someone that you've been having conflict with unnecessarily. And you know that one tough conversation, though it may be hard to get through, would bring your relationship back with this person, whether it be in a business relationship or a personal relationship. But the first level is about finding the right direction in life. What is it that you want to do? What is that broad overarching goal that you have? And the second is about choosing the right action that's going to help us get there. And so if you just repeatedly ask yourself the focusing question, that's not only going to keep you aimed at your goal, but it's going to provide you with some sort of action that you're going to be able to build on over time. And it's going to create momentum just like the dominoes that are going to keep moving you forward. So we've got to keep asking that focusing question of what is it that I need to do next? What would be my highest priority now that I'm this point along my journey that would make the most impact? And I'll tell you guys, if you don't prioritize your tasks on that success list, it's going to be very hard for you to reframe that focusing question each time you get stuck, which we all will. We know that or your willpower burns out, because we know that that's finite, as we'll mention here in a second, it's going to be hard for you when you get stuck to keep moving forward and to ask the right focusing question if you don't have your priorities in order. If you just create a big old list of the things that you know have to be done within a certain period of time, And you just start going at it with reckless abandon. We know in today's time, business leaders will tell you that research over and over proves that we have to keep something in place. We have to keep our focus or yet we will get just stuck in the mud out there and not be able to move forward. And then even though we're trying to ask ourselves a focusing question of what is the next thing I've got to get done now to keep me motivated moving forward, it's going to be really hard to frame that in our mind. So guys, asking that focusing question, it's going to help you prioritize, it's going to help you create actionable tasks, it's going to help us move forward to achieve whatever our goal is when we get stuck. And if you guys thought about multitasking, I used to say many times over and over that I was pretty good at multitasking and I've learned that that is just an absolute myth. Some people would tell you multitasking is not really a thing at all, it's just task switching. And some people would say uh, yeah, you can try to multitask, but it's going to be you know extremely inefficient. And I would say we generally understand that term as doing two or more things simultaneously. But think about this, guys. research has proven that although we can do some things at the same time, for example, walking and talking on the cell phone, or walking and chewing gum, you know that, that might be as close to true multitasking as what our brains can can compute. But what we can't do effectively is focus on two tasks at the same time. This means that many times when we're out there trying to do certain things that we're trying to get marked off, we're actually just juggling two or more tasks and we're just switching back and forth between those. And plenty of research has shown that for humans, this task switching actually takes up more of our time than what it helps. And it allows us to not be able to refocus on other things. We get this brain residue. We're still lingering on the other thing in some ways that we had just looked at before. And this time cost may be small in our minds, right, on, on really simple tasks, but it increasingly gets greater when what we're returning to is more complex. So think about anything in your business, your trade, your career you're working on that could be more complex. It takes more, more thought of your time. I know for me, it's creating financial plans. It's going over documents of clients. There's certain things that I can get through pretty quickly. There are certain things that requires a tremendous amount of my time, but it's very important to make sure that I'm getting my clients what I need. And if I'm focusing on just switching from task to task and I'm not blocking off this time to really spend time working on what I need to, then a lot of time is going to be lost as I'm switching back and forth. My staff knows this. They know that whenever I tell them, hey, tomorrow I need 30 minutes. In fact, I've got it today on my calendar. I've got 30 minutes blocked off for something that I really need to sit and spend time in. I don't feel like I have that time that I can afford to it with as jam-packed as my day typically is. Today is no different, but I told them I've got to have 30 minutes blocked off to go over these documents that I've got to review. If I just left it up to myself to review those documents, it's either not going to happen and I'll forget about it or I'll wing it, which I never try to do because my clients deserve more than that. So during the day, all this time wasting that you're doing can add up. And that's how I want you to think about time management is not necessarily what am I doing right now in this moment? And did I get that thing or this thing knocked out pretty quickly? But just imagine by the end of the day, how much time was wasted just on small little things. And a lot of it's done just by switching from task to task and not really being able to focus as diligently as you need to. So you got to figure out what matters most in that moment. And you've got to give it your undivided attention. So just remember, multitasking is incredibly inefficient. We've got to pick our one thing, which is the book's focus, and we've got to give it our all. And a lot of these tips and techniques that I'm giving you right now are going to help you with that. The other issue with all of this task switching is willpower. We've got to be incredibly protective of our willpower. We've got to know that it is very finite. It's almost like a fuel tank. We've got to be very careful where we use it or we're going to run out when we really need it. And most people are aware that their focus is not great. Most people know that after a period of time, they've got to get up and quote unquote, go to the restroom when they really don't need to go to the restroom or, you know, go get another cup of coffee when they really don't need more coffee. It's just a way to get up and move around, which is not bad. You need breaks during the day, but our willpower typically is so finite. That's why we're doing it. And we mask it as saying that we need to go do something else. Research has shown that our willpower is far from being a constant resource for us, and it actually drains at varying rates throughout the day, depending on what we're doing. So you may work on something and have an incredibly longer amount of willpower if it's extremely engaging for you, or you may work on something that's really not that much more difficult in the nature of it and burn out very quickly because you're just not as interested in it, or some things just honestly may be harder during the day and you burn out faster. And research would also tell you that our willpower is depleted when we make decisions to focus our attention, suppress our emotions, modify our behavior, any of those things that we're doing, our willpower is going to get drained and we're going to be less able to exert it on further tasks that should require a lot more of our attention. For some people, it's eating the wrong things. For some people, it's wasting time during the day and getting lazy during times that they should be really focused. We've got to make sure that our willpower Is protected, and we've got to be disciplined around that. The right discipline can carry us so far, and habits are hard only in the beginning. Over time, we all know that the habit you're working on becomes easier and easier to sustain. Habits require much less energy and effort to maintain than what they took to begin. We could all agree there. But if you put up with the discipline long enough to turn it into a habit, then you're path on this goal that you're working toward is going to feel very different, and we've got to lock in that habit so it becomes part of our life, and we can effectively head in the right direction to where the hard stuff becomes habit, and the habit makes hard stuff really easy, as the book says. So they do a great job in this book of walking us through the relationship between willpower and and habits. And the first thing we've got to realize, guys, is that willpower, as I mentioned, is finite. We only have so much of it during a given time period, let's say during the course of a day. And so the the strategy on this is we've got to use that finite willpower wisely. We've got to create habits that go on autopilot. And habits, as I mentioned, require much less energy to maintain than what they take to begin. And that is a huge thing for us all to learn. Although and listen in on this, guys. Although it takes a very fair amount of willpower to create a habit, it takes considerably less to maintain it. And knowing that is an awesome thing that you can lock away in your mind. You know, some people would tell you habits take longer to lock in. Uh, you know, you've heard, you know, a common one is, is uh, you know, it takes you know, 21 to 30 days to lock in a habit. For some people, it's more like, you know, 65 days. If you talk to my good buddy B.J. Hellyer, he would tell you that he has a really hard time with people that say it takes this many days or this many days to lock in a habit, because when you get really clear on your goal and in your vision, you can almost, if you're provoked enough and it means enough to you, you can almost lock in that habit right then. You know, for most things, it is probably going to take a little bit longer, but if it means enough to you, you will make a life change today and you will start doing things differently. So I would say focus on the things that really mean the most to you. And those are the ones that you're going to be able to move forward with in a much more positive way. They're going to have results for you. But we've got to lock those in. So remember that your willpower is like a fuel tank. We've got to choose carefully where we actually use it or we're going to run out when we need it the most for that one thing and accomplishing the most important things that you can do. So in wrapping up, guys, you hear me repeating a lot of things over and over that, that have a similar meaning. And that's just the message in this book is that success comes from focusing on one thing, not many things. And when you're working toward your one thing and you're avoiding the pitfalls that are preventing you from achieving success, you're going to go further and your willpower is going to go further to help you lock in those healthy habits. So let's recap here for just a second as we wrap up. How should I prioritize what I'm doing each day? We have to make sure that we can think big. We've got to get outside of the box and think big about what it is that we're trying to accomplish. What is that Everest domino out there that you're trying to get to? And then we have to prioritize our to-dos. That's what is going to create a success list by prioritizing those to-dos. We've got to know that they're not all equally important. That's going to help us to prioritize, and that's going to help us to create the tasks that are important that need to go on that list to take us where we want to go. And then we've got to make sure that we're not being diverted or pulled away from that biggest thing that we're working toward. That starts by building habits. Remember, multitasking is horribly, horribly bad for us. We've got to pick one thing during that time block, and we've got to give it our undivided attention. Willpower is finite. We know that. It's like a cell phone battery or like a fuel tank. We've got to choose carefully where we use it, or we're going to run out when we need it the most. And once that happens over and over again, We have another disappointed year in our career or in our month or however you want to look at it. So we've got to also say no to the unimportant tasks. That's crucial if we're going to focus our efforts on moving forward to the most important things. So as I say time and time again, check in with yourself on that. What is the one thing you can do right now? Starting today, start right now after you hear this and start using the one thing idea in your life and knowing that doing that one thing is going to make everything else easier or unnecessary. So guys, as I said, I really love this book. There's so much there than what I skimmed the surface on today, but I hope you took away some key points that can help you start moving forward right now in whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. I equated a lot of this to business today. There may be a lot of you out there that use this in your personal lives to accomplish certain things that you're trying to do. Either way, it doesn't matter. If you use the systems that are in this book, and if you implement these systems, I think you're going to be much more fulfilled in what it is that you're trying to strive toward. So once again, thanks for joining me here today and keep sending content my way. I can't thank you guys enough for doing that. So the best way to reach me is by email. It's the success101 podcast at gmail.com. And of course you can find me in the world of social media on Instagram at Jared underscore Warren on Snapchat at Jared S. Warren, and on facebook at facebook.com slash success101podcast. Thanks again for your time today, guys. I hope you guys just go out and crush it today by focusing on your one thing and implementing some of these systems and write in and let me know how you're doing with that. I'll catch you on the next Success 101 podcast. Until then.